Jam in the AM on a Tuesday morning broadcast. Many of us are getting ready for Kristallnacht commemorations. After all, this week is the anniversary of that horrible tragedy that many, of course, see as the beginning of the Holocaust. We thought we would uh, take an interesting angle and speak to a couple of very interesting guests who have had a lot to say about this topic of remembering and uh, making sure that others remember and never forget. Uh, TikToker Montana Tucker, the famous uh, actress, songwriter, singer, uh, and very popular in social media, millions and millions of followers. Uh, she says that the visit to Poland for her new Holocaust series, sort of a, uh, a mini docu-series, was the hardest week of her life. With How to Never Forget, a 10-part series that launched on the 24th of October, Montana Tucker hopes to educate viewers about the history of the Holocaust and its impact on the Jewish community. The, um, the uh, production uh, was produced by our good friend Israel Schachter and Rachel Kastner with Soul Shop Studios. How to Never Forget dives into the atrocities that took place in German-occupied Poland more than 75 years ago while simultaneously shadowing Montana Tucker's personal journey. Montana, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Hi, thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. And Israel Schachter, great to welcome you back to the show. Thank you. Always great to be here. Montana, tell us about the beginning of this project. You know, it's not many social media influencers that use their platform uh, to discuss history, to discuss important topics, uh, to frankly discuss topics that some people would rather avoid. What was it that got you into using uh, your platform uh, to examine and to learn more about and to educate others about the Holocaust? Yeah, so my whole life, my grandparents and I were extremely close. Both my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. And I always felt such a connection to them, but and always heard their stories and testimonials when I was younger. But it wasn't until I got a bit older that I became even more passionate about learning. And when I met Israel, I told him about my, my family and my family's history. And he asked if I've ever been to Poland. And I said, no, but I've always wanted to go. And he's like, well, I'm gonna make it happen. And so, sure enough, he, he made it happen. And honestly, before going there, you know, people can tell you what Poland is like. You, you can learn about the Holocaust in school. You can watch documentaries. But until you're physically there, nothing can prepare you for that moment. And especially for me, for having even the attachment of my family's history there. Um, and so I, I didn't fully know what I was going to experience until I physically was there. And like I said, it was the hardest week of my life, but most important. And I knew that, you know, this needed to be done and, and it, it does need to be done more than ever now. No, that's for sure. And I have a bunch of questions I need to ask you about the experience. I found the series simply amazing. But first, Israel Schachter, why does a 10-part, two-minute-each docu-series work? Well, I think, um, I think it's obvious. I think as, as adults, and certainly over COVID, this was compounded and got even worse. As adults, we have less and less of an attention span, but certainly the kids' generation and the majority of the demographic that follows Montana, she has millions and millions of youngsters who follow her. Um, two-thirds of a study was done, I believe, is two-thirds of American teens have never heard of the Holocaust, and those are the people following Montana. And if, the idea was that if we could create a documentary and we could tell Montana's family story and the story of our people, and the story of the Holocaust and talk about the dangers of anti-Semitism, bigotry, and hatred of any kind. Uh, and we could, we could 
produced the series in a format and in a uh, in, in a format and on a platform in which these youngsters are used to consuming content, then we have a better chance of success of actually reaching them. If we would have put out a one-hour documentary, no one was going to watch it. <laughs> so I think the numbers speak for themselves because by the time Chris Belmont hits, at least on the trajectory we're on, um, we should hit 6 million views by the time this show airs and by the time Chris Belmont takes place. And we just launched this on November 1st. Well, wow, that's so, eerie, that's eerie and appropriate. Pretty significant number, to say the I, least. Eerie. I don't think we, I don't think we would have had six million views on a one-hour documentary in a week. Yeah, that goes without saying. Six million eerie and certainly appropriate. All right, Montana. There's certain curiosities I have about what you went through while doing this. Um, in no particular order, but I just have to ask you, there were, there were some frightening scenes uh, in this documentary, and, and one of them, frankly, was the realization or the communication that you give to the audience about what your uh, relatives' neighbors were like in the old country and how, frankly, they went from being very neighborly uh, to, in an instant, uh, being their enemy and being those who wanted to destroy them. What did you think of that entire dynamic? I think that, for me, was just it made me think about how could people do that like think about my friends now I have so many friends who are not Jewish I have so many friends of all different walks of life and to think about if one day these announcements came up came on that you know the Jews were these terrible people and everyone has to hate the Jews would they turn on me would they stop being friends with me would they start spitting on me and start calling me names um and I mean, what's going on now in general, that, that is already starting to happen, unfortunately, again. I mean, it's actually never, it actually has never gone away. Um, I just think now it's bring, being brought out into the public more than ever. And I think especially why, you know, kids with social media, everything they see online, they believe, which is why there are so many anti-Semitic videos that, are, that go viral. There are so many Nazi videos that go viral. And the kids that don't know any better believe it. They never learned anything else. And so then they believe it. And then especially with these celebrities that these kids look up to and idolize, when they start, when they go out there and start talk, talking about how Jews control the world and Jews are terrible, then these kids that don't know any better are going to start believing it. And so, you know, that's why the series is more important than ever because hopefully the people that follow me believe what I say and hopefully these videos that are real videos, they're not just history books. This is me physically going to Poland. This is me physically going to Auschwitz where my grandma and her family was. This is me physically going there. Hopefully they can see this is real. This has happened. This happened. We cannot allow it to happen again. You tell the story about the separation, your mother, your aunt, your grandmother. Uh, and it seems, at least from the documentary, as you're standing there and recounting what you know of, of your family's history in that regard, again, a frightening experience. I mean, it must make you shudder when you think of how different life may have been if someone would have made one decision different than what they actually made. I mean, I literally wouldn't exist if that decision wasn't made. Right. Because if my grandma didn't run to the other line, she would have been in the gas chamber line. So I literally would not exist if that moment didn't happen. And, you know, that episode and that moment for me was obviously hard in general. But for me especially, you know, I'm extremely close to my mom. My mom and I are like one unit. And my grandma always told me stories my whole life about how she was with her mom and how she was extremely close and such a mommy's girl. And so that just broke my heart even more to, to imagine my grandma seeing her mom get beaten and 
taken to her death, I can't imagine if I saw my mom, if that happened to my mom. Hard for us who live in freedom and independence to even to even conceive of what our our uh, prior generations had to go through in situations like that. Mantana Tucker is with us. Uh, the uh, uh, unbelievable uh, mini docu-series, if you will. Uh, you'll find it um, on a TikTok, and frankly, it's uh, going viral on so many other platforms as well. And we are highly recommending it, of course. Really a great piece of work. Um, the, uh, the, when the names of your family members, the sheets of paper that contain the names and proof of death of your family members are handed to you, you had an amazing, uh, an amazing reaction. You basically said, and, and this, of course, is a reaction that so many of us uh, feel in our own uh, families when we look at our history. We lost in our families so many more than we originally thought. What was going through your mind at that time? I mean, we, we talk about this number of like six million Jews that were lost, right? But do you know how many more Jews would have come from that six million if they weren't lost? Yeah. And I think that's even a number that isn't talked about a lot because we don't even know what that number would have been, obviously. But it's just so incredibly, I mean, terrible. I mean, I, I feel like it, this this shaped my entire life. My entire being was shaped from, from the Holocaust. And I just hope, hope, hope with everything going on in the world that this series opens people's eyes because even the comments that I have received a lot of them have been so incredibly thankful that I'm doing this. And people that even aren't Jewish are like, thank you for educating me. I did not know. I think that was the most important about this series is to educate. We want to educate people. We're not trying to completely change somebody's. Everyone has the right to have their own opinion, but hopefully they learn from this and they see it and they're educated. But to be honest with you, I have gotten a lot of, unfortunately, negative negative comments as well. Of, uh, anti-Semitism is just so, it's so, it's so strong. It is so out there in, in so many ways that I honestly didn't even realize even how bad it was until some of these comments that have been, been said. I hope the positive outweighs the negative. Would you go as far as to say that at least? Oh, 1,000%. The positive outweighs the negative. And the people who have been sharing these docu-series, Jewish, whether they're Jewish or not Jewish, I mean, we've had like celebrities like Mark Cuban, Scooter Braun, um, uh, just so many amazing people who have been sharing it as well. And then a lot of non-Jewish people have been sharing it. And to me, that's what's been, what's so powerful and important too, that this has nothing to do directly with them. And they're sharing this as well. Montana Tucker is with us. Israel Schachter is with us uh, on this week of Kristallnacht. We talk about Montana's incredible uh, mini docu-series about the Holocaust, her actual experience. It, ha- having, having that scene of uh, you... Um, uh, at Auschwitz, uh, with the remains that uh, the Nazis had, you know, left behind, so to speak, of so many uh, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, however you want to put it. I mean, as you said earlier, nothing like actually being on the spot and having it right there in front of you. That must have been an eerie experience for you. It's extremely eerie. I mean, think, you know, you go to so many different museums your entire life, and again, you watch the documentaries, but to be there and physically see these remains of people, the hair, that the hair we weren't allowed to film. Right. And honestly, like, I'm thankful we couldn't film that because that was the hardest to see people's physical hair that was shaved off their head. I mean, it's like to make these amazing human beings turn into animals. That's what they did. And it was just, it's just, you can't even, you can't even imagine it. You, 
You traveled there with your mom because of the you know difference in age. Obviously, you know one generation removed. Do you think the experience was very different for her? Whether were the things that she said or observations that she made that you found uh, uh, to be a little different on your perspective? What do you think of her her uh, being there in Auschwitz and taking this trip? I think that it was important that her and I took the trip together, and I'm honestly so thankful we were able to do this together because I I couldn't have imagined doing it without her. Um, and I think my mom, her whole life, her, her mission has always been to not ever let my grandparents suffer again. Um, she, you know, my grandma is now suffering of Alzheimer's of over 14 years and my Zadie passed away three years ago at 97. And my mom just has devoted her whole life to making sure that they never, never, ever, ever have to suffer again. So I think being there, I mean, especially the day at Auschwitz, she, I, I mean, it was really, 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 really hard for her. I mean, we had to like take a break from filming and we FaceTime with my grandma um, and, and, and her aide. My mom like needed to talk to her. We had to take a break from filming to do that um, because it's just, you just can't imagine. I mean, it's like, how does somebody have the will to live when you're dealing with all with everything that they dealt with? How do you have the will to live? This is the most incre- they were the most incredible people, my grandparents. And uh, just to correct myself from earlier, it's your grandmother who separated from her mother and was together with her sister, correct? Do I have it straight? That's the that's how the uh, uh, that's how it worked in your family and of course replicated in God knows how many families. Uh, how do we aside from the reaction? I know the reaction's been great. I'm assuming that the numbers bear out that this is a tremendous success. From your perspective, is it in fact a tremendous success, Montana? Yes, I mean the the main goal. It, it takes one person to see it to, to change, right? It takes one person. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so the fact that we have millions is is saying so much in itself. Um, I think that hopefully these episodes live on, not just from what, even from when I stopped posting them, I hope people still continue to share these. Um, you know, we did this of course, leading up to Crystal Knock. That's why we released it when we released it. But I hope that these episodes live on. I hope people use them for educational purposes. I hope people use them as if they start hearing more negative things in the news and more anti-Semitism, I hope they go back and watch these and rewatch these more and more and more to realize this cannot happen again we cannot allow this it's called how to never forget montana tucker with this incredible mini docuseries that we can't recommend highly enough we mentioned that israel schachter and rachel kastner are uh, produced the uh, series israel schachter from your perspective how do we judge the success of this incredible series uh i don't think there's a way to judge it and i think you know, successful. It's already been a success and it will continue to be successful. Please God. But what I can say is, you know, what we haven't spoken about is what I hope will, will be another success, maybe, you know, unspoken and unseen, but I hope that other celebrities, whether they're Jewish or not, take the courage and the strength from Montana and what she just did. Um, I, I'm I'm just so incredibly proud of what Montana's done, and how she put aside what unfortunately many, many other celebrities with big followings don't know how to put aside, which is I'm going to do what's right, and I'm going to do what my heart's telling me to do, and I'm going to use the platform I'm fortunate to have to do something meaningful and powerful. I can't tell you how many Jewish celebrities or other I've had conversations with who responds to me by saying, yeah, but my brand, yeah, but the people who endorse me, yeah, but my followers. And Montana's the, probably the only person, the first person I've ever dealt with who's done something this important and this big and this extreme 
who, when asked, are you worried if you're going to lose followers, said, if someone doesn't follow me because of what I'm posting, I don't want them following me. And if a brand doesn't want to work with me because I'm talking about my family's history and my people's history, then I don't want to be working with them. And I just think that it's such a huge thing that she's done. And I'm so proud of what she's done. And I hope people learn from what she's done and, and find whatever speaks to them and whatever is meaningful to them. Um, you know, that they find the courage to speak up about issues that are important to them. And, and they don't worry about what the fallout may be if, as long as they're speaking their truth. And I really hope that, you know, this continues to get more and more viewers and that this is used to educate children and this is used to educate people who really are ignorant when it comes to the Holocaust. Uh, but more importantly, that it continues to uh, educate others to use their platform for good as well. Well said. Uh, Montana Tucker, all I could say is God bless you. An amazing job, fantastic accomplishment. The series is fantastic. And I know it will, as Israel just mentioned, I know it is going to have an effect on others, whether celebrities or just people around the world who believe in freedom, believe in respect for others. Uh, I think the series is going to go a long way uh, to address both of those in a very potent fashion. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. Wonderful to have you both. Montana Tucker, Israel Schachter. Check it out, everybody. It's all over the place. Uh, it's uh, the uh, How to Never Forget docu-series. Two minutes each. No joke. Two minutes each. Ten episodes. Pretty amazing. It was riveting for me, and I think you'll find it riveting as well. More coming up. It is a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. I forgot that this Yaakov Shweki uh, Kumsitz medley starts with Modani. I don't want people to be confused and think the show's starting again. Somebody just, who was it? I'm trying to think who it was. Was it Benny Friedman? Somebody just at the Ten Yacht event. Can't remember who it was. <laughs> and when they said hello to me, the first thing they did was start singing this song. Pretty nice. Pretty nice to be associated with waking up the Jewish world with the words Moda'ani, thanking the one above. JM and the AM, we'll get to more of uh, the Yaakov Shweki piece coming up here at JM and the AM. It is, in fact, his Kumsitz medley from the Those Were Today's um, volume number two. I want to thank uh, Montana Tucker and uh, Yami Schachter. Uh, if you just, if people are asking about how to find a documentary, if you literally search the name Montana Tucker on Instagram, uh, on Twitter, uh, you'll find it. You'll find it because she's releasing one episode per day. I think she's up to the eighth or ninth episode. She's releasing one per day, and it's worth watching the other ones, meaning the older ones, because um, it's just a great story. It's a great story about a youngster who, um, you know, insisted that she's got to go see what her what her grandparents endured. And um, with the number of followers she has, it's going to make a major impact out there. I'm glad we had the opportunity to really to really let her know uh, how proud she should be of this accomplishment. A lot of people use social media for a variety of reasons. Very few of them use them for really solid educational purposes. And this was simply wonderful.